Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 350. Today, we are going to continue with our sectioning of the Old Testament Scriptures, what the Jews call the Tanakh, the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings. And we have come to the section called the Exodus. But before we get into the period of the Exodus, I want us to go back and review because I truly believe that repetition is the mother of learning. And this is not only how we memorize things, but it's also how we saturate our soul with the scriptures. That is going over something over and over again until it becomes a part of who we are. Now, remember why we're doing this. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 that as approved workmen, we are not to be ashamed when we stand before God. We are to rightly section the scriptures, rightly divide, cut it straight, cut it up into the sections. That's really what that phrase means. It means to cut it straight. Well, what we call a cut or a chapter is really a section of scripture. And so we learned as we went through the book of Genesis that even though according to modern sectioning, according to modern chapters and verses that are only a few hundred years old, there are 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. But Moses only divided the book, which has now 50 chapters, into 10 sections or to 10 chapters, all beginning with the word, the Hebrew word, toldot, which is translated, these are the generations of, this is the history of, something along those lines in our English Bibles. And so so he takes 50, what we now have 50 chapters, and he breaks them down into 10 chapters. Now, again, we cannot get into the mind of those who had our modern chapter and verse divisions put in, but they do make sense as you go through our English Bibles. But the original sectioning that Moses did only had, after the introduction of the book of Genesis with what we call chapter 1 all the way down through chapter 2 and verse 4. That's the introduction to the entire Bible. And it talks about God creating everything and he gets us started. And then in chapter 2 and verse 4, we have the first of the 10 sections, which are based on genealogies. And this is how the Jewish people have always handed down the great story of God and their own story, the history of the Jews. So what I have done is I have taken that same pattern that I have seen, the biblical pattern that God gave to Moses, and I have done that with the entire 39 books of the Tanakh or the Old Testament. So I have divided the 39 books according to the Septuagint translation of the Bible, which is the Hebrew scriptures translated into Koine Greek, which is very helpful for us. But this is how we got the 39 books. They're not 39 books in the original Tanakh. It's divided up differently. For instance, the entire minor prophets that we count as 12 books are just all rolled up into one book called the 
the book of the 12. And so that gives you an idea of the different numbering of the books. Now, don't be confused by this. We are using English Bible. So there's 39 books in the Old Testament. But what I've done is I've taken the same principle that Moses was given by God, and I've broken down the entire 39 books into 10 sections that are easy, bite-sized nuggets that we can get hold of and learn the great story of God called the Old Testament. Now, we're not dealing with the New Testament yet, just trying to understand the basis of the New Testament. Because remember, the only Bible that Jesus and the apostles had was what we call the Old Testament. And they turned the world upside down in a few decades just with what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. Because it's all Jewish. The Old and New Testament is a Jewish book. Put together, it is a Jewish book written by Jews to Jews, primarily for Jews. And you need to get that down in your heart because that's the Middle Eastern lens. That's the lens, the Jewish lens, in which we need to survey all of the Bible. So let's go with this concept of 10 sections that I've laid out for you. And I'm going to go down through them. Then I'm going to come back and date them. I'm going to give you examples of books. So let's go down through these time periods and I'm going to list them for you. If you have a sheet of paper, again, if you can do this on your own, do it. You've listened, you have already gotten it, but if not, this is good for you. Just put down 10 Roman numerals or 10 Arabic numbers, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And let me give these periods to you. Then we'll come back and I'll give you an example, at least through maybe the book of Judges as to how these books are divided into these sections and the time periods. So here we go. The 10 time periods are, number one, the primeval period, the primeval period. Number two, the patriarchal period, the patriarchal period. Number three, the period of the exodus. Number four, the period of conquest. Number five, the period of the judges. Number six, the period of the United Kingdom, the United Monarchy, if you will. Number seven, the period of the Divided Kingdom. Number eight, the period of the Single Kingdom. Number nine, the period of the Babylonian Exile. Number 10, the period of the Restoration. Now let's go back through these. The primeval period is everything that happened before 2100 B.C., before Christ, 2100 years before Christ. The primeval period is everything that happened before 2100 B.C. The patriarchal period is the period that lasted from 2100 B.C. to 1500 B.C., 2100 B.C. to 1500 B.C., Number three, the period of the Exodus lasted between 1500 and 1400 B.C. The period of the conquest, number four, the period of the conquest is everything that happened between 1400 and 1375 B.C. That's 1400 to 1375 B.C., a period of 25 years. And then the period of the judges, number five, the period of the judges. That is everything that happened between 1375 
and 1051 B.C. That's everything that happened between 1375 and 1051 B.C. Then you have the period number six, you have the period of the United Monarchy or the United Kingdom. And that lasted from 1051 to 931 B.C. That's 1051 to 931 B.C. Then number seven, the period of the divided kingdom. The period of the divided kingdom lasted from 931 B.C. down to 722 B.C. So that's 931 to 722 B.C. Number eight is the period of the single kingdom when only Judah was left. That's 722 to 586 B.C. Again, 722 to 586 B.C. And then you have what is called the period of the Babylonian exile or the period of the exile, the Babylonian captivity. And that lasted from 586 B.C. to 539 And we will go over that as to why as we get there, 586 B.C. to 539 B.C. And then the period of restoration was from 539 B.C. to 400 B.C. That's 539 to 400 B.C. BC. Now, I'm going to give you just a snapshot of this as far as how the books fit in because I have material that you can get. I'll be happy to send to you for free, or I will make it downloadable for you. It already is on TonyCrisp.org. You can download this in what's called the Crimson River, the story of the Crimson River. All you have to do is go to TonyCrisp.org, and you go to the menu, go to Resources, And uh, you can download the Crimson River by simply putting in your name, address, and your email. And then you can download the entire Crimson River, which is about 250 or so pages of notes of a message that I preached for five hours on New Year's Eve several years back. And all of this is explained. But it's important that you learn to write things down because this is how our minds grasp things. And so the primeval period is everything that happened before 2100 B.C. Now, why is this important? Because this period contains everything in Genesis chapter 1 through 11. The great creation story and the creation of man, specifically the fall of man, the sinfulness of man's heart, the civilization the antediluvian civilization that transpired during the days before the flood, the days of Noah. And then what happened after that when man tried to reach the heavens by his own effort, that's called the Tower of Babel. And then when you come to chapter 12, you begin the patriarchal period. And so uh, we don't get into the date of Genesis and so forth. We'll do that when we get into the books themselves. But the second period is the patriarchal period. That is 2100 B.C., which is roughly the date of Abraham. I date Abraham 2166. That's the date of his birth, 2166. But I round that off to 2100 down to 1500, which is the time of Moses, who led the children of Israel out of Egypt. 
Egyptian bondage. So you have the primeval period, everything that happened before 2100 BC and everything that is contained in the book of Genesis 1 through 11. In chapter 12, you begin the patriarchal period, and that's 2100 BC to 1500 BC. And that's the material, the narratives that are contained in what we call Genesis 12 through 50. And so in two time periods, we have one book being covered. Why? Because that's the foundational book. The word Genesis means origins, beginnings. And so we have to lay a proper foundation. This is why Genesis has been attacked down through the years. Because if you want to destroy a building, you erode its foundation. If you want to do that incrementally, you don't start at the top, you start at the base. And this is what the enemy of our souls has done in attacking the creation through evolution and Darwinistic, atheistic evolution and attacking the flood story, all of these things and making them as just one of many stories like Aesop's fables. But it's different. It's the inspired word of God. As we go through these studies, you will understand that more and more. The reason I call this the patriarchal period, of course, is because we are dealing with the Patros fathers, Arche leaders, the father leaders who were not just the leaders of households and tribes, but they were the priest of that day. They were always sacrificing as the heads of the household. That ended at the Exodus. Then there was one tribe, one family among the tribe, and one member of that family, Aaron, who became the priest in his lineage and his children, his sons, down through the period where we still are today. And so you have the patriarchal period. That's why I list this out as that. The patriarchal period, as far as patriarchs, the men being the leaders in the home, is still going on today by God's design. But this was a period when they were also serving as priests. And so then you have the period of the Exodus, that's 1500 to 1400. Moses was 120 years old, so the period started 20 years before that officially at his birth, but we don't really read a whole lot about that except his birth experience and growing up until we get into the 1500s. And so I date the Exodus at 1446 based off of a passage in the Samuel Kings and Chronicles material, specifically the Kings. And so the period of the Exodus lasted for a hundred years, and that is the story of the Exodus, and that period of Moses' life is contained in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And then you have the period of the conquest. That's the book of Joshua. Are you noticing anything? We're just going right through the order that is given to us by the Septuagint. The period of Judges, that is a long period when the capital of Israel was Shiloh. Shiloh. It's in the middle of the country in the land of Ephraim. Ephraim, as we call it, that is in the center of the country. That's where the tribal allotments were made and so forth. And that was a long period of time from 1375 at the end of the conquest down to 1051 when Israel's first king was anointed as the king of Israel. I think you get the picture. It's important that you know these time periods because I'm going to be referring to them over and over again. And what are we trying to do just by way of review? I'm teaching you the story of God so that you can turn around and teach it to others. 
others. And this is what we've got to do because this is a commandment by God to teach it to the next generation. And so if your children are grown, you don't have access to your grandchildren, that's fine. Find someone to teach it to. An adult who doesn't know the story, most don't, most don't, go to your church and ask them, tell me about the story of God. Can you briefly tell me the Old Testament story? See how many you can find that will do that. If not, teach it to them. Start a class, start a home Bible study and teach this. I'll give you the material absolutely free. You can download it and you can use it. It's not something sacred because it's my material that God's given me. No, I want to share it because you see the story of God is worth sharing as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.